This is Metal Recall, episode 12. My name is Niall Hope, and as always, I'm joined by Aaron Cascala. How you doing, bud? Oh, chilling like a villain from the 15th floor. In lockdown. Social, uh, social distancing. But let's, let's, let's get on with it. Absolutely. And today we're delighted to be joined once again by a friend of the show, Simon Mayer. How are you doing, Simon? Hello, I'm doing well. I've, uh, I've got 24 bottles of wine and a scotch next to me. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, that's all I need. So uh, I'm ready to kick this off. Fantastic. Yeah, so we are all recording remotely as we're all in sort of quarantine lockdown. So the audio might not be up to its usual standards, but... Um, it's a, good way, it's a good way to pass the time. So yeah. um, question for you guys, um, as we've been sort of confined to our rooms for the last couple of weeks, has uh, heavy metal been a good um, good sort of distraction for you guys like it has been for me? Oh, 100, 1,000%. Uh, we've, we've, we've touched on this on multiple episodes. Uh, music, music in general is... is a catharsis it's a it's an escape and so uh when it comes to heavy metal uh there's no doubt in my mind uh it's been therapeutic for me so i'm sure simon can echo the same i i actually started getting really back into jazz again oh um, there uh, we go <laughs> now it's uh it's been uh, it's been on and off but it's uh it's definitely uh you you echoed this earlier aaron when we were speaking in private how um how how this album fits for a doomsday scenario? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite true. Are you guys finding that normally when I'm when I listen to metal, I feel like um, I need to kind of get up and kind of exercise a little bit of the uh, sort of um, energy that goes through the music. And it's kind of strange when you're confined to your room and it's like, where do you go from here? I actually think yeah. actually think that's why I've been listening to different music lately because. Metal has always been for me a sort of like a pump I, uh, that just gets my heart racing and my adrenaline up. I feel like I want to like it gives me energy. Literally gives me energy. So when I'm stuck up in my my, my room in my apartment, just sitting on my ass, not getting any any exercise or any any time out, I think I've, that's why I've switched up what I listened to recently. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I I, I did watch the. Um not to get sidetracked, but I did watch the Miles Davis documentary on Netflix, uh, uh, Rebirth of Cool or whatever. But I mean, I'm a fan of jazz as well, especially Miles Davis. I don't know if you've watched that, but it's, that was, uh, that was a good one. Simon. Big, big fan. Haven't seen it. It's, uh, it's definitely, I'll write that down. I want to watch that. I mean, Bitches Brew, right? You must love Bitches Brew. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's like Miles Davis is, is is an absolute legend, and I think towards the uh, the end of his career, when he did experiment with psychedelia and uh, bitches brew, like like those are albums where it's different every time you listen to it because it's so all over the place. But anywho, I'm that's okay. really cool, man. I'll I'll look into that for sure. I'm not familiar with that, I'm afraid. So uh, I yeah. think I've got pl- plenty of time on my hands to to check yeah. it out. So I'll <laughs> yeah. do that this week. But what we're here to do today is to uh, to talk about Mordrake, which is a second album by Xenobiotic. Um, and, you know, this one's coming hot on the heels of us uh, reviewing uh, their first album, Prometheus. And, you know, we got such 
such good feedback from that particular episode from the band themselves that we felt that it's only right that we check out their new one. Um, so this one was released on February 21st of this year on Unique Leader Records and was produced by Matt Templeman. But Simon, I wonder if you might just give us a quick refresh on Xenobiotic and what they're all about. Of course. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of strange having just done their previous album and then it, this album just releases perfectly timing-wise with, with us reviewing a second one. It's like the, the album came out in 2000, Prometheus, the previous album that we reviewed, came out in 2018, but I didn't discover it until mid-2019 and we did this, uh, this other podcast, uh, this other episode, was it episode 10, I think, that we reviewed Prometheus? And, it was, yeah. And, and then it's like just, oh, now we've done that. Hey, there's a new album coming out in two weeks, you know? So it's it's pretty perfect timing. But um, but to run down on who Xenobiotic is, uh, they're an uh, Aussie, Aussie band from Perth, Australia. And uh, they've got fam- five uh, band members there. You've got... Uh, TJ the Destroyer, uh, TJ Sinclair on vocals. Um, that's that's his choosing. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is it's a bloody destroyer, though. Really, that that dude can fucking sing. Yeah, you can say that again. Uh, on guitar, we got kind of the the founder of uh, of the uh, the bandit scenes, or at least kind of like one of the masterminds behind it, Nish uh, Ragavan. He's uh, his lead guitar. Uh, got another guitarist here, Cam Moore, uh, all Australians. Uh, on bass, we've got David Finlay. And on drums, we've got uh, Mikey Goodwin. Yeah, they, uh, I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to check out that uh, video of the making of, but, of this album, but it was quite a, a good introduction to this band because I think, you know, when we did the last review of Prometheus, we discussed on the podcast that it was quite hard to find any any real information so much on the band and you know as this new one this new album's come out it feels like they're getting more exposure and you can kind of see with that making of that there's a lot more starting to get more introductions to the band and and that making of gave you the uh the insight into uh tj sinclair's nickname the destroyer which was quite interesting yeah they're yeah, definitely not you. hard they're not hard to find anymore that, that's that's bloody true. I was uh, going back to do some some research, and I was looking for some of the same um, kind of like reviews and references we found for um, for their first album. But I was I was just there's so much out there now about them and about this new album that I couldn't even find my old references. I, I just had new stuff to dig through. Yeah, same. It's really it's it's really good that they're getting even more exposure because I think we we would all agree that they're. They're a band that um, deserve to be checked out. For sure. So normally what we do is we kind of take a journey back to the year that this album that we're reviewing uh, came out. But as we've already mentioned, it came out this year. So as opposed to going down a long list of of, uh, albums that have been released, I thought I'd ask you guys um, what has been one or two or any highlights, any releases this year that have really taken... um, taking your fancy and Aaron I'll come to you first on that one mate there's this band sleep to- called sleep token that um really straddles straddles the line between almost like pop music mainstream pop music and 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 heavy metal um and they wear masks and they're full of mystery but 
the album is the it, it just fits with with what the themes we're seeing of of genres crossing over so although the vocals are clean and there's no growling uh sonically it's 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 full of emotion and power and there's breakdowns and just super chunky moments uh in their songwriting what was that what was the band called again you said sleep token interesting Oh, cool. Yeah, I've, pl- I've 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 played it at the uh, studio, and you immediately were like, "Who is this? I need to know who this is." So nice. it's it's on your radar, Simon. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Sleep Token right now. Uh, big fan. I'm cool. going to I'm going to say that you're cheating, mate, because I think that album came out last year. But um, oh fuck me! All right. <laughs> but but I take it it's something that you've got into this year, so I'll let you off. And it's definitely. It's definitely an album worth checking out. Uh, Sundowning, yeah. I think it's called. Correct. Okay, Simon, I'll kick it over to you. What's, cool. what's come out this year? I've got a few things. Um, well, first, I, I had an idea of what I wanted to say. was uh, So Era, the band uh, Era, has been releasing some cool stuff lately. Or They've just been, instead of releasing a single, they've just been dropping a, a song here and a song there. Uh, but I realized that that was dropped very late 2019. Killer songs, but so I couldn't choose that. There's another band that, that I'm a big fan of, which incidentally, the three of us were going to see live uh, just a week back. Uh, oh, yeah. For a King. Yeah, sadly, because of the coronavirus situation, that was uh, that was cancelled. But uh, we got new tickets for June. We'll see whether or not we're, we're going to that or not. But they released uh, a song lately, uh, just in 2020. Um, not, not a big fan of it. I'm, I'm not really digging the direction that they're going to. Their old stuff is just killer, and uh, but they're trying new stuff out. But what I'm very excited about is... Um, August Burns Red. August Burns Red just released uh, a single with three songs. They're coming out with a new album in a week. Really excited about that because their last album, in 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 my estimates, was uh, was one of their best for sure. Nice. Um, there's been quite a few that have come out this year that have really taken my fancy. Um, but the the two I've got, I've, I've cheated. I've got two that really stood out for me so far. Um, a old melodic. Uh, black metal band or death metal band called Dark Fortress um, released an album called Spectres from the Old World earlier this year and um, I came across it when I was actually uh, getting tattooed recently and, and the tattoo artist that I was working with he he was playing that in the background and I was just like the fuck is this and really really got into that and I think I sent you guys a track recently to check out which is which is really, really good. What One other album from me that you guys need to check out, it's by a band um, from Liverpool in, in England called Video Nasties. Um, they put out an album. <laughs> they put out an album called Dominion, and they are another it's black... Metal? Yeah, yeah, they're another black and roll kind of band with like lots of elements of like more sort of thrashy stuff and it's kind of i think they kind of describe themselves as being obsessed with sort of blood and gore and um sort of john carpenter-esque uh, horror film so it's like oh a, i'm lo- yeah i'm looking it up now yeah like crazy it's a real sick blend of, of metal and horror and should appeal to everything that you guys are into really so that's a new one for me this year as well so check it out it's, it's i've had it on heavy rotation ever since i heard it really cool nice 
What I want to do next is actually wanted to talk about the album art a little bit. Um, but before, before we get into that, what I thought we should touch on is the conceptual sort of territory around this album. Now, when we were doing uh, Prometheus last time, one thing that we all really, really liked about the album was the, the concept, the sort of storytelling of the Prometheus mythology. And we had speculated quickly at the end of the episode as to whether more Drake, the title of the album, was in reference to to any other sort of um, story, and it and it turns out that um, we were we were bang on with that that thought. And um, I mentioned it before, but you guys have a chance to check out the making of documentary that uh, they put on YouTube. Just a short twenty odd minute clip. Yeah, I, I, I had a chance to watch it earlier today and uh, I, I've seen a few other bands doing this stuff now where they put, like, metal bands aren't notorious for putting out, like, I- intimate videos about themselves and shit, but it's it was really cool seeing this video of them where they just speak about the process of making the album, uh, just getting in a, just a short individual look into who's in this band and it made me... It, it made me appreciate the band so much more because I, I felt like I got to know them a little bit on a, on a much deeper level than I than you would regularly do once you just like read their names off of a billboard or anything. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, did you have a chance to check it out? Yes, I did. And uh, I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll reflect on what Simon said. I, I thought it was, um, I know a lot of bands are doing that because in this era, people are, you know, it's more about, you know, to the whole music industry's changed. So people are touring more, they get to sell merch, they get to promote themselves, there's more videos, it can get gratuitous and obnoxious and very ego driven. But this video, although it was longer than I expected, um, they spread it out amongst all the members. They even interviewed the producer, the uh the video, the guy that does their videos. And everyone got got their say on, you know, on what it took to make the album. And so with that said, I definitely, uh, again, what Simon said, I felt like I got to know the band more. I could appreciate uh, the ideas behind uh, what they're trying to do with this album. And so just to throw in my own opinion already uh, on on the conceptual side of it is, we knew Prometheus was a concept album. They said this album was not as concept driven. I would beg to argue that fact because more Drake, if you find it, if you, if you go down the rabbit hole of what more Drake's about, it's, it's, it's the, the two faces on one head, the, mm-hmm. the video, the video on the making talked about schizophrenia, multiple personalities, the video talked about mental illness. This album is completely fucked up in that sense because <laughs> lyrically it echoes all that. From start to finish, this album is really twisted and confusing and we'll, we'll get into it. But um, yeah, the video is great and this album is, was, is a monster. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, just to build on what you were saying there, um, I, I, you know, I picked up on that, um, how they were talking about it's not as conceptually led 
like Prometheus. And, and my, my take on that is that um, it's a much more nuanced concept yeah. in, in the sense that it's actually, it's kind of more of a personally sort of introspective concept. It's, it's about, it's about more uh, sort of um, personal feelings of mental illness and, and, right. and, and struggling with uh, the dark side and the light side, which we talk about quite often. Um, but with sprinkled in the idea, this legend of Edward Mordrake, as as you mentioned, I've you know I went down the rabbit hole, and I've got um, a bit of some notes in front of me here. So he's a fictitious subject of an urban legend who was uh, born in the nineteenth century, heir to an English peerage, and had a face on the back of his head. Um, the face could only laugh or cry. Um, it was it was. Uh, speculated that it was the the face of a beautiful woman um yeah. who uh was lovely as a dream and as hideous as a devil um <laughs> no voice was audible but mordrake said that he was kept from his rest at night by hateful whispers of his devil twin um and as he called it which never sleeps but talks to me forever of such things as they only speak of in hell no imagination can conceive the dreadful temptations it sets before me. So, I mean, this is just... Um, oh, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did it end? Oh, he uh, he begged doctors to remove it because um, he claimed that it whispered horrible things to him and he committed right? suicide at the age of 23. That's, that's, that's the ending that I was looking that's for. That's horrible, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is... I mean, it's... What's really, what's really, really nice, well, not really nice, but what, what's, <laughs> what's, what's super interesting is that they've kind of, they've latched on to this legend as a way to almost give more intrigue to more of a personal journey. So I think, it kind yeah. of, I think that's what they mean when they say this is not as conceptually driven. Uh, it right. doesn't, there's a lack of concept. There's so much stuff here. But with the previous album, it was named Prometheus, and it was about right. Prometheus. And yeah, it was more on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well this album is not about Mordrake. They're just using him as a, yes. um, as a way to tell the story that they want to tell about their own individual and, and relatable inner struggles of, of mental illness, of, yes. of seeming to lose grip on, on reality and the world around them. And uh, from, from what we could gather from, from the pretty intimate video that we saw of them speaking about the creation of this album, it was, uh, it was derived from a pretty tragic story that, that happened to one of the, one of the band members. Yeah. Yes, um, I'll, I'll pick up on, on that, Simon, because if you guys saw the video, you'd be familiar with this. Um, the the lead singer, TJ the Destroyer, um, said that the concept for the album came from a, a pretty wild dream that he'd had. So he had, um, was, he lost a baby. Um, he was, you know, him and his other, uh, a former partner were due to have a baby. They lost it. Um, and then he had a dream where, he woke up and she had completely disappeared. So in his dream, he goes on a quest to find her um, and develops some sort of split personality and finds out at the end of the dream that he'd actually killed his former partner. So he said he woke up after this dream and was pretty much scarred for life, and that became the underpinning 
of the concept for this album and you can sort of you can see that storytelling throughout the album but that's yeah. a fucking pretty <laughs> wild dream to have right I haven't had a yeah. dream in like three years. I would love to just get a pinch of that. I don't need that whole bin. But <laughs> that, be yeah, I, if, if, it's, if it's a choice between um, between not dreaming and having that dream, I think I'd choose not dreaming, to be honest. <laughs> Although it, it does lend itself well to a, to a metal album. But but hey, let me let me get your guys' opinion on this because did I misunderstand? I I I when he was speaking about it, I kind of like thought this actually happened to him. But the dream no. part, but the but the dream part was just when he woke up one day and realized she was gone. Or was the whole thing a dream? No, I th- I think you're right. Oh, I think no. I think I think he did lose a child oh. or lose lose a baby, and him and his partner then split. But the him waking up and finding her gone, and then you know, find that he killed her. Hopefully it was a dream. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I, th- I thought it was, um, I thought it was pertinent for us to talk about that because um, it helps us with the, the album artwork, which I'm just going to quickly share my screen with you guys so we can uh, check this out. Um, so oh. the, the, uh, the painting from the, uh, the artwork on the album is by a, a Polish painter um, called Marius Lewandowski. Um, and uh, if you guys have had a chance to check out any of his other work, it's all absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think we'd all probably agree that this is a huge leap forward from the artwork from Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, guy. Sorry for listening right now, but that, yeah, huge Definitely leap. Definitely a step in the right direction, sure. <laughs> Aaron, why don't you kick off with uh, give us some thoughts on on the piece and and what what it's kind yeah, of represented uh, to you? Yeah, um, my 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 long and short of it is this: the moment I saw it, I was moved, and immediately I think I was probably either texting you guys or sitting next to Simon at work. the 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 artwork is is profound and powerful. Um, after listening to the album on 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 rotation and reading the lyrics it's even more powerful and borderline disturbing um i'm going to use that word a lot in this review because uh even in their short short documentary on the making of the album is i think it was the guitarist mentioned there's no links to the depths they'll go to of darkness to to make an album and this is pretty dark uh stuff it's got a nice Super nice highlights on the face. It's inches away from a skull, which resembles death in the sky. It's being pulled back by what I interpret as um, pharmaceuticals, drugs, family, whatever is pulling you back. It's like a web. It's like like it's entangled into a web of whatever. makes him not being able to kind of like cut his way out of it. Yeah, I um there's there's gashes in the background like stab wounds. Um the hand is holding the knife that probably did the stabbing. Um I didn't even notice until after researching who Modric was that if you look a little closer 
there's a face on the back of that head. Yeah. Um, I did know, I mean, we've all known, hopefully we've all known someone at some point that suffered from mental illness. And this one really resonates with me because um, the person that I know that was bipolar described the drugs that they took as rubber bands that they pulled you when you feel happy, it pulls you back to a state of being somewhat normal. When you're upset, the the drugs pull you back like rubber bands to a sense of normalcy. So seeing all this webbed uh, material on this face really resonates with me for like pharmaceuticals and drugs to compensate for mental illness. And it's, it's, and then when you, and then when you see the chest pulled open and you see a little bit of a sun, you see a bit of a, a pyramid in there, but you just, just see these two wandering souls in a desert. Like it's like in ancient Egypt. It's, it's fucking bleak, man. So, so I, I had, um, I, after I watched their music videos, uh, I kind of saw where the imagery from what's inside of his chest comes from. I, I thought it, uh, as you that it was a pyramid, but I think it actually is a house or like a, a barn, yeah. a barnyard where, and, and I think, because uh, if you watch the, one of the music videos, I can't remember which one it is, he's chasing this woman and he is kind of like running after her. And there's one point in the video where she kind of like, she, she goes into this, this kind of like this, ramshackled house or, or this house it kind of yeah. looks like a scene from from one of their music videos which is kind of cool but it is it is bleak and it's dark and it's disturbing and i really like yeah. it on those rubber bands pulling pulling this person to one side because on one hand he is attracted and reaching up or or at least yeah this 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 skull in the sky whether that is um, a loved one that he lost, or or it's just just yeah. death incarnate. The the rubber bands or the these web like entanglement that he is in is kind of like pulling him away from that again. So yeah. it's kind of like yeah. this disturbing back and forth tug of war yeah. kind of thing. I'm really yeah. glad that you guys um, sort of shed a little bit of light on the webbing and the the sort of scene within the chest because I was I was kind of struggling to comprehend that a little bit. But I really I really like that sort of thought that the you know the the character is trying to almost cut himself free. Um, mm. but kind of looking up to the skull in the sky was to me I just there's there's a there's a part of this album right at the end which we'll get to which is almost this kind of acceptance of the dark side or that side of your yeah. character. And that's kind of what I took from this was, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Was like, was the sun inside kind of the, the good inside, but like he was kind of looking up to the skull in the sky and kind of like the, the inevitability of accepting that. But then the, the, you know, the webs are kind of pulling him in and he can't kind of seem to break free. And those, those stab wounds in the back, it's just all, like you said, Aaron, it is, it's disturbing, really bleak. But I'll I tell you yeah. what, I'll tell you what I really love about this as well. It's like just the detail in um, the Mordrake typography that they got on the top. Yeah, uh, I top love to mention that. 
how like MORD is facing one way and RAKE yeah. is kind of. It's oh, all I didn't kind even notice that. In. Yeah, I just noticed that. It's a Simple. fucking. It's a it's a brilliant little just small observation, yeah, and that's nice. the Xenobiotic the logo is sick. Yeah, the yeah, logo it's update since, uh, since yeah. last album. What do we think about the logo update here? Much oh, better. Oh, fantastic. Much better. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it feels is. more mod. It's not necessarily just this whole this whole album. It goes better with with it rather than using the old logo because it, it just feels like they're not trying to recreate some some kind of like uh, oh this is how a deathcore logo should look like it's just the whole piece here just fits better into 2020 and and yeah. Yeah. what's happening yeah, yeah. in in progressive metal these days and it's yeah. just yeah it's just updated and just uh, it looks it's still got that uh, that deathcore feel to it but it's a little bit more modern a little bit more considered and a little bit yeah yeah i like it a lot well you know a lot of the best a lot of the best uh, metal logos have that symmetry between the first letter and the last letter so it's it's it's, it's visually very it's visually very appealing um and i think you know the you know we, we try not to do this but because we're designers, we we find it hard. Like you're trying not to judge a book by its cover, yeah. but um, this really does speak to um, the evolution of the band and the the next step. It just it smacks of bigger and better. And uh, yeah. I, you know, um, I'm, I normally give I normally uh, kick it over to you guys to go first on this, but I'm just I'm going to throw it out there, and I'm giving this a solid nine out of ten because I think it's. It's fucking brilliant, and I would have this on my wall. You know, it's. Oh no! It's I a, give it a, I give it a, definitely. You can definitely not put this on your wall because your girlfriend will not let you put do that. <laughs> but um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down and give it a ten out of ten because oh. because because the last thing it just it's just it's way too visceral, man. This is like like a, after reading the lyrics and hearing the album multiple times this this cover nails it to a t on every front and the cherry on top and uh for our listeners you got to go look at it for yourself is the detail on the face so it's it's obviously someone had to scan the painting or take a picture of the painting but if you look real close you can tell there's a lot of texture on the face where the oil painting is caked up Yes. And it's so fucking gnarly. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I love that about his work. And, you know, I implore anybody to go and check out the rest of this guy's catalog, Marius Lewandowski. Like, that is something that's very, I just love that it's a painting. And like you said, Aaron, you could really see the, the you could really see the paint, the layers of paint in the detail yeah. on the face. And it, it just adds that lovely textural detail. Yeah. Simon, what are you saying? Um, it's, it's bloody brilliant. I like it a lot. And, um, you know, I was going to give it like a nine, maybe I'll jump on that tenor just because of the appreciation of hiring an actual painter to do this stuff. It's really cool. That's, I I like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's good to see, um, that's still being used. You know, there's so many, there's, there's a lot of great, 
great uh, bands out there now in in metalcore and and deathcore, and the, a lot of them has turned into. They're all moving in a very like more progressive modern way with their album cover some are actually very digital some are very minimalistic and uh, and there there's like a almost a digital feel to but on purpose but to to a lot of new albums here um i love that these guys are still sticking with the old stuff but but it's still they're still managing to to make it contemporary and and feel feel yeah, feel like it belongs in 2020 without going going to that step. So, that's, yeah, I give it a solid ten. I'll hang yeah. out on my wall. Yeah, All right. Well said. Now I kind of wish that I hadn't gone first. Um, oh, exactly. Yeah, you guys have uh, you guys have swayed me, and I'm going to give it the bump to the ten as well. I think just one one final a couple final points from me, and they're really they're small things, but. The way that the the uh, Xenobiotic logo and the Mordrake text is actually integrated into the piece as well, so you can see that oh, highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. highlight comes in on the right hand side. It's just it's a small detail, but you know often yeah. often bands just get that artwork and they just slam a logo on, it, and I think it's been yeah. considered well, quite sure. nicely. And it's just got yeah. bags of personality and the concept's really strong and it, there's so many discoverable details. I'm going to give it the 10 too. It's just fantastic. Yeah, the logo, the logo, the logo reflects the colors in the chest. Done. Yeah. Sold. Perfect. Cool. All right. So that's our mark work out the way. Now let's get into the review section. So the first review that I've got is from Blabbermouth. Um, it's by someone called Dom Lawson, and he gives it an eight out of ten. So I'll just uh, hit you up with a little bit of what he what he said about the album. So he goes, Xenobiotic exhibit even more progressive flair during the gl- gloomy sprawl of Sapphiris and the deathly sci-fi travelogue of the closing two-part title track, both of which belie that pesky deathcore tag by being fascinating, intricate, and profoundly atmospheric. He goes on to say, vocalist TJ Sinclair acquits himself brilliantly, eschewing guttural slurry in in favor of a grim, militaristic bark that ensures that every vocal hook obliterates its target. I think that's, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think that is, again, one of the biggest highlights of this album is his vocal delivery is just absolutely insane at times and fucking brutal. I like this writer, Dan. That that's a good description of how how much of a destroyer the destroyer is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he goes on to say, inbuilt extremity aside, Xenobiotic have room for subtlety too. The textural discord that oozes from the speakers during Acadia is genuinely unnerving, like some warped microtonal weapon of warfare. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, say, I say this every time, but I just love when you read a review and somebody is just sort of elaborating in like such a poetic way about about the music. It just yeah. obviously provokes such a visceral reaction. Yeah. So he finishes it by saying, Mordrake never conforms to any particular one-track trend, but neither does it forget to punch the crap out of everything and everyone. Yeah. <laughs> This is a smart, creative, and deep record from a band with bags of imagination and the chops to deliver a serious, death, deathly kicking, superior stuff. Then, yeah, H- hard to argue with anything there. It's a, it's a good way of uh, describing it. Really, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty spot on. I like that he mentions the imagination of these guys because I think these guys are really, 
I think they're all really smart and I think they're all really creative people. And it really shows in both of these albums. Dude, I, I completely yeah. I completely agree. Like I've got written down in my notes that actually I feel like this album is strangely enough quite intellectual. Um yeah. it's uh it requires you almost to have the dictionary out at all times to 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 kind of understand some of the, the words that are put down, the titles of the tracks. Uh, just there's a real sophistication in the lyric writing. And obviously it comes across in the musicality as well. There's a sophistication to that too. But in imagination and, and intelligence is, is definitely something these guys have in bags. Yeah, I agree. So I got another review um, from Heavy Blog is Heavy, um, written by Jonathan Adams. There's no uh, rating here, but there's some really nice uh, tidbits from the article. It starts with, every year it seems like there's one particular death metal album released in the early months of the year that sets my quality standards for the next several months. We may be a little bit later in the year for my traditional revelatory moment, but Xenobiotic's thoroughly excellent Mordrake takes the crown as taste setter for 2020. If the rest of the year unleashes a death metal salvo of comparable quality, we're in for another doozy, friends. That's awesome. I don't know how February is pretty early to me. That's when this album came out, but but there is definitely some some stuff coming coming our way. I, th- I think this sets a high bar. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, he says something that I I, I, I totally agree with. I'd, I'd love to get you guys' take on it as well. Mordrake displays definitive growth in nearly every way. If Prometheus if Prometheus enticed you, Mordrake will concert you into a true believer. Yes, I got I got that on my nose too. Exactly. Yeah, they're not wrong there. <laughs> so he, he finishes he finishes off. Um, he he goes on to talk about. Um, I think the the track Sapphiris is is one of the highlights on the album that I've kind of read across the board. Um, that has uh, quite a lot of uh, dynamic range within it. You know. Um, epic soaring compositions he talks about and the effectiveness of a, of a guest vocal spot that you guys must have picked up on um by a band called depart uh, uh the singer sam dishington who adds like a clean vocal towards the end of the track which is really quite impactful but the the review ends with mordrake blows nearly every death metal album i've heard this year out of the water in every measurable metric the riffs are heavy, varied, and crisp. The production presents a delightful balance of heft and clarity, and the songwriting is exceptional throughout. When it comes to accessible and exceptional death metal, Xenobiotic are the standard bearers in 2020, and it would take a monumental feat to top them. An utterly fantastic record. You know, I, I, could, I could go on. Um, I have one final um, from the Angry Metal Guy, which gives it a 4.5 out of 5, um, and much of the same same themes as the previous reviews and we'll get on to our thoughts as well but um he says more drake is an absolute beast of an album managing to hit unexpected emotional depth musical intellect and complexity and face melting brutality all at the same time that's that that one sentence is probably for me the one of the most apt descriptions of the album you know we just talked about uh the the musical intellect um and mixed with that brutality mm-hmm. but i think one thing that for me is um <clears throat> is, is really key from this album is the uh what he says is the unexpected emotional depth yeah i, I mean I feel- it's, um, i i uh, i'm gonna lean on the on the video that we all saw again it's you know this the vocalist 
TJ Sinclair had a, a pretty tough task of him ahead of him, but also just having to to explore his his writing and he how he constructs his lyrics through through a pretty grim scenario in his life, but also being able to capture that pretty well like you know you can have this this goes in in all forms of art i think you you have an idea of something oh it's a good that's a crisp idea that you want to that you have in your head that you want to shape and then not all the time does it end well you, you might have a kind of like a, a formula in your head that you think you're going to work but then when other people see it and hear it it's just like they don't get it at all i think i think uh, sinclair manages to to convey this very well, both in his lyrics, but also by the help of the other band members in, in creating a dark and brutal album like this. Absolutely, I will fucking said, dude. Like, because because you watch you watch that documentary, he's obviously torn, like any artist. That he's 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 worried that his work is never done, that he wasn't happy with the lyrical content. And one thing I will mention: there are moments in 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 the lyrical content that you can you can see him slightly struggling or repeating certain words or phrases yes. or a atyp- atypical metal uh expressions uh or, or 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 verbiages but at the end of the day um he said it in the documentary and it's pretty evident when when you really get down to it that um he he he's hit the nail on the head I found that really interesting as well, Aaron, that you were mentioning in the documentary. He kind of alludes to the fact that it didn't turn out exactly the way that he'd hoped. And it just it just makes you think that this guy has such incredible high standards for himself because I think it sounds absolutely fantastic. And I think from the majority of the reviews, everybody is effusive in their praise for his performance, both uh, lyrically and, and vocally. And if he is thinking it could have been better, then it kind of makes you think, what are these guys actually capable of if they if if they actually put out something that they feel a hundred percent like thrilled with? Yeah, most of my notes are screenshots of the lyrics because the lyrics are like really fucked up. <laughs> but I'll <laughs> You, you want to get us a little taste of that, Aaron? Or yeah, well, I but, but while 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 I've got the uh, the microphone, I will I will double down on the reviews. Um, I got screenshots I took from the reviews, and because again, the reviews were fantastic as as well. The one of the quotes from one of the, one of the reviews: "Quote: The atmosphere is heavy and hopeless. The pace is fast and pulse lightning." You might find yourself wanting to press play again. That's the last words of of one of the reviews, and then the other one was um, because we'll get into it. But throughout the album, there's there's a, a, Acadia, which leads into Dysphoria, which is more of a instrumental. Fractured leads into Thalamus, which is more of an instrumental. And so um, one of the reviews says Thalamus adds a uniqueness to the record. Quote giving the record jolts of subdued oddness and manic aggression. This album, if I had to describe it, it's disturbing and it's manic. And I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't deny it because if it's about schizophrenia, manic is the one word to describe schizophrenia. It's manic. It's, it's, it's one concept 
But if you're manic, it's all over the fucking place. And they, they encapsulate that. <laughs> Perfect. I absolutely love that phrase, heavy and hopeless. I, it's just, uh, it's, it's so descriptive of, um, of everything that they're trying to conjure up on this album. And you're absolutely bang on with, with that, that sort of manic, manic sentiment, because, you know, I, I think so much of listening to this band is not just about appreciating the music. It's a whole experience. It's kind of like you go on a bit of a roller coaster of emotions and, and feelings. And, and I think, um, the atmosphere that they create is is again just is absolutely amazing the way that they do it they create almost this this soundtrack to a story that you're kind of living through when you listen to it it's it's just an experience that's it's it's bigger than what you get from listening to most bands it's it's yeah. something that this band uniquely does better than the most all right. Well, um, reviews out of the way. Now um, let's get into the meat of the discussion and let's get some of our thoughts. Simon, I want to kick it over to you first. Why don't you give us some some top line thoughts about your feelings towards the album? All right. We've been, um, uh, up until now, we've just been praising them with flowers and chocolates and dates. So... <laughs> I'm I'm going to I'm now like obviously all of us like it a lot, but I'm going to give it some critique. Shit. Some now, you, now you're going to shit on it. And I love it. <laughs> you, you build it up so that you can shit on it even harder. No, I'm not going to shit. Love this guy. Um, um, it's this comes down. I'm just going to say this straight from the beginning. This comes down to personal taste for me. Yeah. Um, and from having discovered uh, Xenobiotic's first album, Prometheus, um, and falling in love with that, it's always going to kind of like compare itself to that, which is not necessarily a good thing because um, this album is trying to do something different than Prometheus. And I think TJ Sinclair said this himself in in the very end or, or at least uh, towards the ends of, of this uh, documentary that that prometheus was more of a it had core elements to it metal core elements to it that kind of made it that one sound while this new album is more of a progressive death core death album and and that is further away from what i usually tend to to, to like so there, there are elements in this album that I'm not a big fan of and it comes down to stuff like some stuff that the drummers do when it's just uh, a re- repetitive smashing on the on the sharp drum uh, it's just some musical things that I think is a little bit um, it's weird to say boring because they're such an amazing, they're so, all of them are such amazing musicians that it, it's weird to say that, but it's, to me, the, the first album had individual songs that kind of very clearly stood out from one another. It's like, this is the heavy song, or this is the fast song, and this is the song where we go more melodic. To me, it feels like, uh, a little bit more of a, a regular album where there's uh, there are individual songs that has their their kick to it, but I felt like this album was a little bit um, more monotone than their previous album. 
which is, I guess, a little bit of a critique to me. It, it kind of like, I listened to the whole album and it kind of just like, it was great, but it, it all was a little bit of a blur. So I had to listen to it a lot of times to really get into it. I don't know what your thoughts are. Simon, do you, do you think that that is um, down to a lot of the, the lyrical content? And the, the reason I ask that is that from the Prometheus album, there was obviously clear um, storyline elements that, that permeated the album from, you know, we talked about uh, distrusting the gods, giving the gift of fire, it backfiring, accepting the fate. So there was like, there was more ups and downs, I think, in terms of the storytelling on Prometheus. And when you get to this album, there is a lot of, and one one note that I have, there is a lot of introspection throughout. There's a lot of questioning, what have I done? What have I become? A lot of the songs kind of deal with very similar themes throughout. And I just wonder whether that kind of colors your, whether that had anything to do with your feelings towards um, the monotony in the album. Lyrically and and vocally, I think it's great. Uh, I think um, I think it comes down to down to the music music genre basically. I think right. it comes down for me that this is a little bit more of a death album than their previous album, which is not exactly my cup of tea because I think there are some aspects to 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 death metal and deathcore that just becomes a little bit repetitive to me. While I like. A- I really like the ups and downs, both in in vocal terms, but also in terms of this song is really heavy. Oh, the next song is really fast, and it blends this like where you get you get chunks here and chunks there. While I felt like this, it, it sounds strange to say that this is a critique because the whole album feels like a whole uh, idea, which is good, but. If it's the if it's the same idea um, musically throughout all the songs, then every song kind of like just to me, every song seems a little bit too similar to one another. Okay, Aaron, is that something that you would agree or disagree with? Yeah, um, he's he's not wrong. He's um, he's totally on point because some of the reviews touched on that, and 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 the way some of the reviews uh, addressed it was that that the band sounded, although the album, although they praise the album, they acknowledge that there's, it, there's some confusion in their genre choices of the way they want to sound. And Simon's not wrong. That first album, the Prometheus album, uh, being more of a, a deathcore, metalcore album, um, that is more to your tune, is, is exactly what that was this album is less of that they acknowledge that in the documentary there's a big shift in the sound and there's a change um and whether you like that or not is unique to, to everybody so right i think i think some I'm, people, I'm, I'm i'm acknowledging that you, what you're saying is completely completely true yeah i think some people are going to listen to this album and think it's fantastic because of that like i think some people who really loves the death genre will will love this album more than the previous one. I just think that there are some things that personally I I find um, yeah. more uh, inviting in the first album. Sure. 
Well, let me be the uh, opposite voice to that then, because um, I definitely fall down in the camp of the people that that prefer this album to the first one, mm. and and I don't I don't know whether that you know I spent a lot of time on the previous um, episode um, for Prometheus, sort of caveating the fact that this is not a genre that I'm particularly fond of, but now I feel like I've kind of gone not the opposite way that now I'm an expert, but now I've kind of gone the opposite way that now I'm getting into it so um the evolution in the sound um that i can see between prometheus and and this album is one that that appeals to me more i think the the experimentation that they've done with um even including clean vocals or there's even some sort of electronic elements at times um, yeah there were there were and it feels like some of the riffing um is is superior to the last album for my personal tastes um so i can i can definitely acknowledge and i can definitely see the change in styles but it, it really worked for me it was um one of the things that kind of we talked about this before it's it's they've definitely evolved in in many different ways and you know to your point simon uh, to some people it's going to be not necessarily a step back, but a step not in the right direction. And, and for others like me, it's it's going to be um, something that really appeals to you. I think uh, you're bang on, mate. And I really like to I like that you you said that because it it, it makes it more of an individual a uh, thing. And it, and because and we made this clear in the uh, the opening stages of this episode that there there is nothing that is that cuts when it comes to production value or the um, the creativity of the of the band members it's uh, it comes to me down to whether or not i like this particular style over other particular yeah. styles yeah no well said um there's there's one thing that you know i just wanted to say like kind of at the outset of talking about what our you know thoughts on the album was um, I just, I, I personally think it's great that this album isn't just Prometheus Part Two. It it takes everything that you thought was great about that. It takes it to the next level. Um, it's it's you know we talked about this. It's dark and it's brutal, but it carries such emotional weight, um, vocally, lyrically, uh, melodically. Um, I just love the different layers that they sort of put on top of their sound just to kind of still be able to sound really dark and bleak, but have this beautiful melody going on as well. And, you know, the, the thing that really attracts me to this band is the conceptual elements that they bring to the table. And, and I like the fact that they've kind of, they've told more of a nuanced personal story this time with, with a sprinkling of that Edward Mordrake um, story. And it really is just, I think the whole album is this, this hypnotic descent into into madness and and Simon, I actually th I actually think that, that you, I think you can actually pick out the tracks a little bit more individually for my money than you could at the last the last album. Um, yeah, I mean, the, don't get me wrong. There are some uh, I had a really hard time picking out my favorite song actually here because they they have got two songs for me that I can't really quite decide which I like the most, and they're the two heavier songs in the album. And um, it's 
you know, it's uh, it's it's just a taste thing. But but change, although this is just a subtle change. I don't think it's like a, it's not a big break into something different. Like there is nothing about this album that is not making me excited about. Uh, being a part of this band and and looking forward to what they what they come up with next, um, but uh, which there are some some bands that I'm kind of like losing the grip on at the moment. The other other favorite bands of mine, um, but um, but there is uh, there, yeah there is a couple of things here that is actually a good few of the songs here have some really crazy heavy drops that are just bone shattering but uh, to me they ca- come in as uh, as spicing to the recipe of the of the song not necessarily having a song being devoted to just being being that kind of heavy or that kind of hard yeah aaron take us through some of the the things that you like or dislike about the album um well i'm i'm flashing back to prometheus and how there's a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. I feel like this album actually has a similar setup. Um, I can safely say it's got a strong opening and an even more incredible, incredible ending. Yes. Um, and everything in between is still pretty powerful. And so um, if I had to pick my favorites... They're mostly um, the ones in between, which is, um, I think anyone with a brain knows that More Drake Part 2, the last song, is the most powerful. They're basically jizzing all over your face. And, and, <laughs> and give it, like they're, they're, basically, they're basically giving you everything they've got, lyrically, sonically, musically. They're just, it's just, it's insane. That song is just, it's so insane. They, they had to make more Drake part one as an introduction. But Aaron, which, which face are they jizzing on? The one on the front of your head or the one on the back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna love that. The album cover, Aaron. There's no, there's no pulling back of of strings or anything. It's it's come on on the character's face on the on the album cover. Oh, don't stop! Don't <laughs> stop now. Keep, keep it going. Keep it going. No, the the, <laughs> the 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 two my two songs that I'll call out besides more Drake Part Two, the final song is I really liked Acadia or Acedia, whatever how you pronounce it. Acadia, which transitions into dysphoria. And mm. I, I Googled what what Acadia meant, which translates into dysphoria. And so, you know, Acadia is more of a full song. Dysphoria is more of an interlude. And then I also really liked Fractured, which is a full song that trans, trans, uh, uh, transitioned into Thalamus, which is more of another interlude with some like audio samples and some other nonsensical bullshit that just made you feel more manic and uh, offset. And this this album does not let you relax. They've gone to some pretty dark territory. And so I'll just, I guess I'll take a moment to just read some of the lyrics because I do like uh, Akedia 
dysphoria, but uh, he says, uh, I feel it lurking through the back of my mind, the unwanted detached child of the abandoned cries, my despair, no savior. I'm drifting in and out. I'm losing time. My mental fibers are stretched, but beyond their breaking point, withered to ruin without reprieve, hallucinations begin to crack my fractured sight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. You know what's um, great? You know what's great about that, mate, is that um, the first line you read out there, I feel it lurking through the back of my mind, is one of those moments throughout the album where they sprinkle the sort of more Drake um, iconography, if you like. You know, the first track, Insomnia, one of the first, yeah. one of the first lyrics, um, well, not one of the first lyrics, the first half of the song, is he says, the sound of baleful whispers echo in the back of my head. Yeah. And then, and then it continues um, through light that burns the sky, burning my eyes from the back of my mind. So the entire time, there's like... Every now and then, you know, we talked about this before, this nuanced storytelling, kind of a personal descent into madness. But every now and then yeah. you just you just get this you get this snippet of the more Drake two headed, you know, head on the back of well, face on the back of the head. And and I I think you, you get that with I feel it lurking in the back through the back of my mind. It's it's mad creepy, man. Like it's like they're 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 doubling down like they're talking about schizophrenia mental illness like i i made the mistake of of googling um um well when you start looking about when you start to research uh who who mordrake was you start to realize that although he's mythological there's some some truth to where those stories come from. And it's all about, um, what is it? Twins that are born, um, parasitic twins. Do, to all the listeners, you're gonna Google this. Right, Google, yeah. It's like a half-formed body. It's like, it's like that um, Nick Cage film you described where the, the son became part of the mother. Oh fuck, color out of space. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, fucked up, man. Yeah, this 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 album is like there's a there's a face or a body attached to me. I have a multiple personality. I've I've lost my sense of self. I've like it's just they've taken actually multiple themes, multiple psychological themes, or and then then doubled down with mental illness. It's just it's. I think we talked about this earlier about certain films that still scare us or certain albums that scare us. This album is fucking scary, man. Yeah. I'm going to jump in there, mate, because I've got your back on a lot of the tracks that you just pulled out there. Um, Acadia, if that's how you're supposed to say it, has an absolute monster of an opening riff and the vocal delivery through this track is brilliant. And the, the, the one, the one that really, you know, you talk about scaring you the one that really fucking scared the shit out of me was um the the end line he, he hits as i fade into myself and just the the delivery is yeah. is, is so powerful
and um, I just think like it, it, it kind of comes at the almost it's, it's edging towards the halfway point of the album at this point, or is it, or is it a few? Yeah, it's, and it's yeah, first you know, third or yeah. It, it's you're just you're right, you're well on the journey now, um, well on on that journey in that descent into into madness, and you also you also mentioned Aaron um, the uh, the, the fractured. Sort of, fractured but the musical interludes the uh, dysphoria and thalamus and i, and I wanted to ask because you you said that you you googled acadia to find out what um the meaning for that was but i i wouldn't wanted to ask whether you'd googled thalamus as well no i'm gonna do it right now so thalamus is um gray matter located oh. between between the cerebral cortex cortex and the midbrain it's responsible for relaying sensory information and acts as a center for pain perception in the brain. And, you know, if you listen to that, um, that interlude, it's kind of layers of laughing and indistinguishable words being spoken. And to me, it was like very much that kind of, you know, if you read the Mordrake kind of um, mythology, he had the voices in his head, and that's kind of, I thought that was the representation of that. Oh, 100%, holy shit. Yeah, I just I just looked it up. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's just adding to the level of frightening. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't part just to make it scarier. Wasn't part of the Mordrake story that after he committed suicide, he had left instructions to the doctors to to dismantle or disfigure the face on the back of his head so that it wouldn't keep whispering to him in his death. Yeah. Yes, and and to bury him with no grave marker. Right. <laughs> Fucking so bad. <laughs> like you can't you can't beat that story, man. That's the, they they took it there, dude. dude I'm I'm just so intrigued to see where these guys go next. It's like, is that, how can you keep on pulling this shit out of the bag? It's just crazy. Yeah, and it's not a concept album. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, let me give you a few uh, things that that sort of stand out for me. So I think. Um, first thing that that hit me was uh insomnia the first track it almost had it had such a similar tone to prometheus so it kind of it, when it kicks off and the sort of guitars fade in it was a very what what i kind of equate to now a very xenobiotic style um yes. and then straight away you're thrown into the dynamics in the vocal delivery between the, the screaming and the growling um, and there's just there's just one really fast vocal delivery where he says, "Crawling from the floor, I can hear behind the door my sense of self erasing." And it's just it's in sync with the guitars, and it's it's really brutal and provides us that, that sort of turn of pace within that first track, which I just thought it was a fantastic opener to the album. <laughs> I 
really like that song because it, it also felt to me exactly like Xenobiotic and it's got like this attitude to it. It's got a little bit of that punch. It just, it fucks you a little bit with speeding it up with the lyrics again and then it just goes back to to doing its thing. I, I, I like that song a lot, actually. Yeah, and it's it's the first time on the album, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but there's a thread that runs through a few of the songs where he talks about well, it, it starts in this this song, Insomnia. The, the the line is, nestled away, my sanity is clinging to life. And then if you follow the lyrics throughout the album, in Light That Burns the Sky, he says, nestled away, I feel my sanity clinging to life. So it continues. And then into, into Sapphiris, nestled away, my sanity clings to life. I'll never see you again. And then it culminates spectacularly in Mordrick to acquiesce which is the final track that you talked about, Aaron. He's the last line of the album, which is fucking brilliant, is nestled away, humanity clings to my life along with sin. So, you know, this just kind of goes back to that really intellectual aspect of the band where you just sprinkled in here and there these threads that you pick up on. It's it's not delivered in a repetitious manner. It just kind of holds your attention right through the end. And I just think it's absolutely fantastic. Dude, what a great thing to notice. I, I hadn't noticed that. So you, you telling me that right now just makes me want to listen to the whole album again and, and point those things out. Yeah, it's, it's like the first time we um, we reviewed Prometheus and you you know had the revelation for me and Aaron that that uh, speech um, was uh, Charlie Chaplin. And it was yeah. just like, fucking hell, that's brilliant. And then you instantly have to go back and check it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, one final thing from Insomnia. Um, I, one of the things I loved about Prometheus was these moments when the uh, the music would just almost completely drop out. Then this just scary as fuck vocal line would come in and just obliterate the rest of the track. And on um, Insomnia, he starts this introspective questioning of himself where he says, am I the one to blame? And it really evoked um, the, you know, in Prometheus 3, Nemesis, I think if you guys can recall, he sort of screams, what have I done? Yeah. And it's like something well, that's yeah, very, yeah. something that's very, you know, I, 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 I don't know this for sure, but for me, it's like a very classic Xeno, well, not classic because the guys aren't that. Uh, old as a band, well, but now it, it is. Now it is classic. Now it's a classic <laughs> xenobiotic. <laughs> All right, Simon, um, anything that stands out to you for highlights and uh, top tracks? Um, well, I'm, I'm very glad you guys both found some of the same songs that I found interesting. Interesting, um, Just to riff more on Insomnia, when, he, when that song ends, when he's just shouting, 
my mind is broken. It's it's one of the highlights for me in this whole album. I had a big. Um, I still haven't made up my mind whether I like uh, Acadia or or the the opening song Insomnia uh, the most. Mm. Um, I think I'll say Insomnia today, but if you ask me tomorrow, Acadia is probably my favorite song. Either of those songs, I think, is exactly what I personally want from from these guys. It's it's hard, but it's also so so mind crushingly heavy at, at times, and it, they it's just a song, two songs that that does everything that Xenobiotic does great into one song. Love it. So so for favorite tracks, um, fuck, I'm going to say Insomnia, I think. Nice. Aaron, how about you, mate? I think you've kind of already given us a flavor, but are you doubling down on um, Acadia and Fractured? Acadia, Fractured, and then uh, the last track, Mordrake 2, is... I think I'd prefer Acadia and Fractured, mostly. Mordrake too, you just have to like because it's just a gratuitous masterpiece. Like, like they, they just they have to blow it up at the end. So, um, with that said, Acadia and Fractured are my two favorites. I, I'm glad that you you um, picked out Mordrake too because I really wanted to talk about that as well. I mentioned that. Um, that kind of last line and the way that it kind of picks up on that thread of nestled away my sanity, that stuff. But I just think, you know, there was uh, we, we talked briefly about the, the sort of the flow of the storytelling within Prometheus and Mordrake too, <clears throat> to me feels like that part of the story where he, it's called acquiesce, which is, means kind of reluctantly accepting something and this feels like the the acceptance of the alter ego has overtaken um and if you go by the original story that uh, tj sinclair shared about his dream this seems to be the moment in the album where he realizes and accepts that he's killed his partner and there is um a line within the track that goes so supple her skin so cold to the touch it's freezing her smile sliced so deep and stitched with such care. Oh, oh. Yeah. That, dr- that dress we picked out, it suits us so well. It's perfect. With splatters of red, we forget you are dead as we dance through the night. So, yeah. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> it's absolutely it's, it's beautiful <laughs> stuff. But it's, um, you know, to, the, to I think what you were saying before, Aaron, it's like the perfect closer. Um, a wonderful payoff to all of the storytelling in the album, and just the the last the last part of the song, born of this, born on this day of death. Her screams they sound sublime. Deform, yeah. Deformed, my love turns to ash, reborn as hate's design. Cowering, decay, and truth buried far within, nestled away, humanity clings to life along with sin. So, just yeah. ab- just fa- fantastic yeah. lyric writing, I think. Yeah, he's definitely spent some time on the lyrics, and um, um, it's 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 it pays off because it drives home. It's pretty, it's pretty visceral. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, kind of double down with you, Aaron, on top track because I'm gonna say "Fractured" is my favorite on the album, and I think there's a couple of things that make it the top track for me it's the 
the the haunting melodic and yet brutal chorus um it's it's got this fantastic melody over the top while he's screaming the lyrics um and it's oh dear god my precious love that smile stitched from ear to ear oh dear oh dear god my precious love what did you do to end up here And it's it's the it's a track we talked about before, which kind of breaks down into this um, electronic kind of uh, rendition of the of the of the chorus that then goes directly into um, the uh, the instrumental thalamus directly after. Um, right. Just the 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 sort of the cadence and the the way that the song flows is just brilliant. And there's another there's another part on the song that I really like that there's you know there's a there's this riffing that kind of gives way into the soulful melodic leads. There's not there's not many lead lines within the album, but there's a part on Fractured that kind of takes me back to um, one of the tracks on Prometheus. I think Nether to Hindsight, where just the the choice and the style of the solo really starts to really elevate the music. And I think, you know, Fractured has almost everything that I like about this band all in one. So that's my top track. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I'll just, I agree a hundred percent on everything you said, but just even the word fractured for me is uh, profound because although I'm not a mental health professional, nor do I, consider myself mentally ill um the word fractured is is profound in the sense that um uh it's a good way to describe humanity in general so in other words whether you're mentally ill or not we're all fractured psychologically we all have history and uh emotional uh duress and uh things from our past that make us fractured so no, what nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfectly sane. Fractured is is for me a perfect word to describe humanity. So um, I, I really like that one. Very true. All right, Simon. Um, give us firstly, can you remember what you rated Prometheus, and then tell us what you're you're rating um, Mordrake. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I rated uh, Prometheus uh, a solid niner. Um, for this album, I am. I was thinking first. First time I heard, it, first couple of times I, I went through the album, I was like, I, I recognized how well made it was. That it obviously was a good album from from the get go. But I was leaning on a seven at that point. Now, having spoken through it with you guys, um, heard the band members' take on it, it's it's for sure grown on me, for sure. Uh, like, the technical aspects of this album was never a doubt for me. It was just about personal um, personal feelings towards the, the musician, musician, wow, that word, musician <laughs> of the album. Um, but I'm gonna. Uh, it's not. It's not a. 
uh, an album that I'm like, oh, this is one of my top favorite albums. Um, Prometheus might be up there, but so I'm not going to give it a nine, although it definitely could deserve a nine. I'm going to give it a solid eight because I think it's a it's a brilliant album conceptually um and and just how how well put together it is it's just not exactly my cup of tea at times so that's that's one it's a solid eight for me uh, well, still, already done. yeah still good aaron what, what say you i'm gonna i'm gonna just fall in line i was gonna give it a six and a half or a seven um but i have to give it an eight at least an eight, eight and a half out of 10 because, um, because of multiple reasons. The album art is absolutely on point. The, although they deny it's a concept album, it is definitely a concept album because they're, they're very intellectual. And then sonically, they also were um, conscious of that in the documentary they up the ante. This um, one, one word that wasn't mentioned that came out of one of there was a review online somewhere. Um, they said that this album was dense, as dense as a black star. This album is dense. They are they are encapsulating multiple genres, multiple sounds, uh, multiple rhythms between the guitars and drums. There's a lot going on, so it's 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 very dense, and so it's also dense lyrically. So between the lyrics and the instrumentals and everything you're experiencing, it's I'm just gonna again echo the reviews. It's absolutely pummeling, um, and it's one of the first albums I've I've been been able to say this. It's I give it an eight out of ten, and it's and it's great. But I I don't know how often I'm gonna come back to it because it's just so it's so intense and draining. It's they've they've managed to psychologically mind fuck me with <laughs> with the most insane shit. I don't know if that makes sense. It absolutely does. Um, I echo everything you just said, especially um, dense. You know the dens- the density of this album. It, you know, on a number of different levels, musically and how heavy it is, it's very dense. Conceptually, it's dense. Lyrically, it's dense, and it's and also, it's it's quite a. You know, the whole experience is 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 dense in a way. I I, I totally agree with you that it's probably not an album that you're going to put on every day because it does kind of take something out of you, and I think that. You know, what I love about this band is that you get so much more than just listening to some good tunes with these guys. You get to, um, you know, the, oh, it, yeah. it, it, encour- yeah. it encourages you to explore so many different avenues of stories and myths and things that you know nothing about. Um, and it just all, add, you know, I think all of us have um, had this experience with the band through this album and the previous album that on first listen, it's good. On second listen, when you know a little bit more about it and you have reference points, either, you know, Prometheus story or Edward Mordrake story, it just elevates the experience completely. It's like, holy shit, holy shit. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it just it it gives it so much more meaning, um, and you know, for that for that uh, reason alone, I'm uh, going to fall in line with you guys and give this an eight out of ten. I gave Prometheus a seven, um, and you know, through doing this, I'm becoming more a fan of this genre of music and this, especially this band. So I think eight out of ten, eight, eight's all around. It it really is a fantastic album. Yeah, they've definitely, they've definitely, they've definitely upped the ante. There's no doubt about that. I'm, uh, Niall, I'm glad we've been able to drag you down the pit of darkness. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you <laughs> did, dude. You did. This album is fucking dark, man. Yeah, dark. Simon, I don't know if I'm any Thanks, better. Simon. For, I don't know if I'm any it's better for fault, it. Simon. <laughs> it's all your fault, Simon. I, I'm in a worse place mentally now, having gone down this uh, this rabbit hole with you guys. But uh, well, you'll come out the other end feeling. <laughs> Now you won't be feeling better. Okay. Yeah. This is this is a soundtrack of the coronavirus right here. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Hey, but but uh, I just wanted to say in uh, in closing as well, when when this whole coronavirus situation is uh, over and done with, uh, and and this band picks up some more traction here in the United States, I'd like to can't wait for them to. To come here to the US and uh, to New York, fuck, hopefully. Fuck and yeah, dude. Hell, yeah. I, I fucking hope so, dude. But I just, just, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going nowhere near the pit. <laughs> For now. <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I think I'll be absolutely eviscerated. No, I definitely want to meet the band and uh, get them over here. And uh, yeah, they deserve all the credit. The credit, the credit is due. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Right, guys, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, as it's a, a very recent release, we won't do the usual what effect has it had on set lists, but also for the reason that there's no set lists anywhere in the world these days. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with you guys about this one. It's an absolute monster, definitely worth um, spending the time to get to know. Yeah. Likewise, mate. Likewise. And if uh, if you guys like what you're hearing, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And you can find us on Instagram, Metal Recall Podcast, on Twitter at Metal Recall Pod, and the email address is Metal Recall Podcast at gmail.com should you want to send any uh, abuse our way. Cheers. Right. Thanks again, guys. Until next time, right. stay safe. Right. Good night.